Well, family, today's podcast episode was actually a little difficult for me to share because right before airing this episode, I received the news that Scott, who is a person I'm interviewing, passed away due to complications with his cancer battle. And that just broke my heart. And so I'm sharing this episode under his wife's permission because Scott had a powerful legacy. He left a powerful legacy that I believe we can all learn from, and they do too. His whole theme and story is learning how to navigate life interruptions. And we talked about him, the life interruption that he was experiencing, battling lung cancer, and how he saw the hand of God as he took different leaps along the way. If I can be honest, my conversation with Scott was so powerful for me because we talked afterwards, but even while talking to him, I could tell that he was just a kind, compassionate, and wise man of God. And what a legacy to leave, just to be able to say those words. And then after we actually did the interview, he continued to pour words of wisdom and encouragement into me that I am holding on to so dearly. We said that we were going to get together um, once I got to Nashville for an event that I just did. And I found out this weekend about what had happened to him. And so we didn't have the chance to sit down for coffee. We didn't have the chance to laugh about things or encourage one another. But one thing I am so thankful for is that we have the chance to talk about God together and to share this podcast episode with you to encourage you. Scott wanted to get this message out to as many people as he could. And as I read his posts from his family, they said that he was known for always saying, God's got this and God is in control. And can I tell you something? He believed that until the very end. And that's what they shared. And so in the words of Scott, I want to tell you, God's got this and God is in control. Before I wrap up and we hop into the podcast episode, I would love if you would take a moment to just encourage Scott's family as they are walking through this difficult time. I have added in the show notes the link to his Instagram page. If you could go on there and just let them know how much this episode blessed you and how much his words have transformed your life, I know it will mean so much to them. So in moments like this, let's come together and be the body of Christ that encourages our brothers and sisters as they are walking through challenges and bears one another's burdens in love. Now, let's hop into this episode. God has moved in mighty, mighty ways yes. today. Oh, I love what's that. What's in store five years down the road, that's his. What's in store five months, that's, that's his plan, his calling. But he has shown me some mighty, miraculous touches and actually speaking to me where I'm like, it, it it's amazing when we're in that closeness with God. Right. You are listening to the Taking the Leap podcast with me, your host, Rachel G. Scott. This podcast is dedicated to inspiring you to take bold leaps of faith as we hear the powerful stories of both men and women from different industries and walks of life who obey God and took risks in exchange for heaven's reward. As you listen, my hope is that their stories will give you the confidence you need to trust God as he leads you to your next leap. Now, let's learn a little about our next guest. This episode is sponsored by rgsgroup.media. 
Are you looking to build a personal brand, launch a podcast, or build your writer's brand? If so, we can help. RGSgroup.media is a brand agency that specializes in personal brand development for writers, podcasters, or those looking to launch a personal business or ministry. We offer brand services such as coaching, book cover, banner, and web design, just to name a few. To learn more about how we can help you build your brand, click the link in the episode show notes or visit rgsgroup.media today. That's rgsgroup.media. Now, let's get back to the episode. Well, Scott, thank you so very much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited for us to have this conversation. Yeah, great to be here. And thanks for having me. I'm very excited too. Yeah, I've been reading through your book, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So I have the honor of knowing some of your story. But if you can just start off by telling my listeners just a little bit about you. Yeah, sure. I'd love to. Um, married for, with my wife for 38 years. Uh, we've got uh, three kids, five grandkids. Totally blessed there. Uh, get the love on them and then leave them and then <laughs> love on them again, right? Um, been in the mortgage industry for 35 plus years. And then uh, we relocated to outside of Nashville area not too long ago, about a year and a half ago. And uh, it was shortly after that time where, as we'll talk a little bit more, I, I kind of got what I call my life interruption where <clears throat> out of the blue, I just kind of went in for a regular physical and all of a sudden I'm diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. So um, needless to say, that was a big change that we weren't expecting. Um and just kind of poured heavily into God. So love my wife, love my kids, love my grandkids, love the Lord and, and uh, love how he uses us in miraculous ways to do things that we never even thought we could do and necessarily wanted to do. Right. Right. Yeah. There's so many parts of our story that I think if we could delete, erase, do all of that, we totally would. So yeah. Yeah. Hit the redo button. Redo. Okay. Reset, redo something. Yeah. So, um, I know that you kind of, there was a transition that happened before you were in Nashville. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came about? Yeah, yeah. So we had been living in Southern California for many years and um, going to church, being involved with ministry and, and doing a lot of different things. But we just we just knew there was something different that God wanted us to do. And we were just in prayer and he put it heavy on our heart that we should relocate to a different area. We weren't really sure exactly where he wanted us to go. Um, but we were in prayer and then opportunities came up to where Tennessee came about and, and it was just how God opens those doors and one after the other, after the other just kept coming together to where it was apparent to where that's where he wanted us to go. And that's what he wanted us to do. So we just stepped out in faith with that, not really knowing exactly what was in store. Now, how long had you been in Southern California before the move? Oh, boy. Um, 25 years or so. Mm. Yeah. So that was, um, tell me a little bit about that season when you all were trying to decide if this is what God was calling you to do, um, how you all navigate that as a couple individually. What did that look like? Yeah. I mean, we definitely navigated as a couple. Obviously, uh, if you're married for that long, you're not just going to go, hey, honey, yeah. let's, uh, <laughs> let's move. <laughs> let's move. I got this. God told me we should move. I mean, right. He might go for that, but I don't know. That would be a battle. Um, yeah, we were definitely in prayer and and just listening to God and the Holy Spirit moving and 
And then starting to do a little bit of, of research on our own off, the, off of the ideas that he had given us. I think a lot of times when we're in prayer and if we're still and we're listening, God speaks to us, maybe not in that moment, but 10 minutes later, we get this idea, right? And all of a sudden we're like, where did that come from? It's like, right. well, that's from the Holy Spirit telling us what you were just praying for 10 minutes ago. Yes. So those things kept happening and it just kept pointing us to the same direction. So uh, it was kind of an affirmation that, okay, this this is this is where we're supposed to be and this is what we're supposed to do. Did you have family, um, friends in Nashville or was it just... Out of all 50 oh. states, you felt God said Nashville. We did. We did. Um, I mean, the fact that it's a, a no, no state income tax state, that's true. Also helpful. You <laughs> right. know, can't, can't forget about that point. But but yeah, we didn't have, we don't have any family or friends there. Um, I grew up on the East Coast, so did like the change of seasons, but not too drastic. Did like super, super cold. So we knew we weren't going to Idaho or anything like that. Um, right. So we figured... You know, again, that was part of what God was telling us that it's it's pretty mild. Mm -hmm. And then we still come back to California very often to visit our kids and our grandkids. So it's kind of a blessing that we get to be able to do that too. Can't can't just leave them. them. (laughs) I love that. And I love that you even made that transition. Although you still had kids and grandkids in California, Mm -hmm. you you made the transition because God was leading you in that way. And he had confirmed it over and over and set out the provisions and everything that were needed. So Okay, yeah. so you move to Nashville, and mm-hmm. let's let's lean into and talk a little bit about what happens once you get there. Yeah, so we're there for a few months, and uh, uh, it was time to kind of. I hadn't gotten a physical in a long in a while, so I figured, okay, we're changing doctors, changing states, got to get a new doctor, so on and so forth. And for about a year, I have had a catch in my rib area. Kind of just something, nothing really major. When you sneeze, you just go, oh, that's kind of weird. Kind of like you pulled the muscle or because I exercised quite a bit. So I figured I just bruised a rib or pro- right. uh, pulled the muscle or something. So in 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 that process, going to a new doctor, let let her know, hey, I got this weird feeling. And uh, she goes, okay, we check it out. And did that and said, oh, you have fluid in your lung, which is kind of weird. You have mono, take this medication and it'll clear it up. Well, long story short, it obviously didn't clear it up. And then after, in a matter of, of 10 days with testing or t- 10 or 12 days testing, and and fortunately, fortunately, we were connected into the medical center that we were with back there, which was a phenomenal medical center. Um, they said, you know what, this is cancerous and the fluid is not inside your lung. It's actually outside your lung. So, you know, the medical industry, anytime you have cancer that's not contained in an organ, they basically say at stage four, and at some point it's going to spread and you're going to die. And that's the medical diagnosis. I mean, we know God can do anything and we know God does amazing things. And um, that's what we rely on. And that's what we trust on. So it was quite shocking going from just kind of living life, relocating, getting settled, getting into our groove of life, going for a physical and then two weeks later, being told, "Hey, um, you have stage four cancer." Right. You know. Yeah. Um, kind of hard to wrap your your mindset around that. You know. Right. Right. And so when that happened, did you <clears throat> think maybe we should go back to California? Did you think, okay, let's stay here? What? No. What kind of no. Went on? No, because we we we. 
I could speak for myself because my wife was probably in a different stage and a different phase. Yeah. Just digesting that news. Um, but it was like, I, I just knew that God's got it and this is where we're supposed to be. And the place that we were at was exactly where he wanted us. And we just need to continue to move forward, put one foot in front of the others, trust in him and rely on him and see what his plan is going to be. And whatever his plan is going to be is going to be the perfect plan. That's so true. That's so true. And in your book, you refer to this moment as a life interruption. And I love that because it is so common for us to go through these life interruptions, these unexpected things that happen. And I'm sure what I like that you did in your book is you didn't just narrow down and say, well, my life interruption is different than your life. Like it's better than or worse than, you know, you just said it's a life interruption and you're going to go through one. So how do you navigate that? So keeping that in mind, at what point did you say to yourself, this is a life interruption? When did that terminology become a part of your your vocabulary as you navigated through that? Yeah. um, You know, that's a great question. I hadn't really kind of thought about that one, but first phase of going through any interruption is, is you're kind of numb to it really at first, you know, it's kind of like, I I don't, I don't, this doesn't make sense. Right. As I started pushing through that and leaning into God, so many, I call them God dots kept happening because I was trusting. I said, it just, it just became apparent that God's got this somehow, some way things are going to work out. And I was trusting in that, whatever that was, uh, believing for miracles, believing for his healing, believing for him to open doors of opportunity. But at some point it transitioned to where you need to take this challenge and convert it into something that's going to bless other people. Mm-hmm. And I think at that moment is where it's like, this is an interruption. It, it became apparent that it's not just cancer diagnosis, but other people have lost children. Other people have gotten divorce papers. Other people have gotten lawsuits filed against them and wiped out instantaneously overnight. So I think going through that process and listening to God is where it came up as an interruption, really. It wasn't, wasn't my idea going, Oh, wow, that's great. It was just God just continuing to lean on me to, to speak to me for that. Thank you so much for listening. I want to pause for a quick moment to tell you about two extremely valuable resources I've developed specifically with you in mind. If you are feeling called to take a leap of faith, be it to move to a new geographical relocation, to start a business, to stay on your job, but to write your book or to start a ministry or to transition, but you are unsure, even afraid to move forward, then you'll want to grab these resources. The first one is a five leaps quick guide. And within it, you will find help as you identify which leap God is calling you to make and tools for you as you prepare, plan, and execute that leap. The next one is the five leaps five-week mentoring. If you are serious about this leap, but you know you cannot do it alone, you are not alone. I want to walk with you. So for five weeks, we'll work together as you prepare for the plan that God is calling you to execute. You can find both of these resources by visiting thefiveleaps.com. Thank you so much. Now, let's get back started with this episode. Right. And so as you were leaning into it, you had this news, this information. Now your kind of life is just Stirred up, you were working, but mm-hmm. you made kind of a transition with that. Tell us a little bit about that transition you made. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've been in the mortgage industry for well over 35 years. And at the time I was running a, 
a, uh, a new campaign, a new division for, as a national director for the company that I was with. We had just launched a whole new division, a whole new program, a whole new campaign. And at the time, I I just stepped down from there. I, I, I needed more margin and more space for God to be able. I knew God had a plan. Yeah. I, at that point, I really didn't know what it was, but I just needed to be obedient to having the time to fulfill his plan. And that's where I stepped down from that position and resigned from that position. I still have my foot in the mortgage industry, but I'm I'm really mainly focused on allowing God to use me however that is for however long that is um, yeah. through book, through ministry, through whatever it might be. I really didn't even know at the time. Right, right. But I knew I had to give myself margin and step away from that because that wasn't where that wasn't where God wanted me to be. Yeah, that's good. And I, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, what was your mindset prior to that life interruption, and what major transition or shift did you see because of it that you are now moving forward in? Uh, the mindset before the interruption. Yeah. Like what kind of, what was your mindset that the interruption really just said, okay, I have to do this different, this different, you know, were you kind of just going along with life and letting life happen as it may or. Well, I mean, we, you know, we relocated. So we were starting to actively seek involvement with the new church that we were going to plug into at the time. So, I mean, we were, we were seeking that we were seeking that community. We were seeking that relationship. So that was one thing that we were looking for. And we had always been in, my wife and I had always been involved in pre-marriage ministry and marriage ministry. So we were trying to find that. But I think the new position was really something where I was going in that direction and, you know, new area, we're exploring life, finding new ministry, new new avenue career-wise, you know, just everything was kind of fresh and exciting. And then God said, right. uh-uh. <laughs> time out. It's almost like he used it to steer you in a direction to be more present for people who were experiencing life interruptions, which may not have been your mindset going in. It sounds like you were just going in. I'm going to serve the church. I'm going to be, you know, do that. And not so much the specific ministry God had given you. So that's, that's kind of what was birthed out of it. Right. Absolutely. 100%. I had no, I had no, I had no, no idea of that. That was nowhere, nowhere on the horizon. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's what happens when God transitions us and then Mm -hmm. this life interruption moment happens. So Mm -hmm. throughout your book, is that the direction that you're pointing people is what is the purpose of this life interruption? What is God trying to cultivate in you? Yeah, that's definitely the main point really, though, throughout the book is to help them experience a oneness with God like they never have before. Because for me, going through this process and even today, still going through, you know, navigating it even even now, my closeness with God has never been like it is now. And going through that journey, going through that process, just pouring out to God and pouring into God and being so close, it, it feeling the power of the Holy Spirit move is just amazing. And, and if I can convey that in just a little bit of a glimpse to help people bring their closeness together with God, whether they have a life interruption or whether they don't. Right. Um, that's my hope of the book is to really bring people into it. What I call a oneness with God, like they've never had before. Mm. And, and, and that's for me was done through multiple ways, which is why I included, I didn't include <laughs> God 
God said, hey, make the book more than just a book. Put some QR codes in there. Put some video testimonies in there. Um, connect with people. Put worship music in there that touched me through my journey. There's some amazing stories. I don't. Yeah, I watched. I don't give them all away. It could only be God moving yeah. on some of the stories where I'm like, how how is this so? Um, but God can do anything. Absolutely. So tell us, where are you at in the process now? Um, are you still going through the process? You know, what have you seen God doing? Yeah. So all along in the process, I hadn't hadn't really done any radiation or chemo or anything like that. I'd just been taking medication for my for my diagnosis. And that's what I've been doing since May of 2021. Okay. Up until September of last year, I had fluid, like I said, been accumulating outside of my lung. Well, I can't give away the whole oh yes, don't the whole picture of it, but let's just say God stepped in and in in another God dot moment actually intervened to where I no longer I, it, the fluid had stopped. I used to have a tube in my in my chest to where I would drain the lung every other day. I no longer have the tube. Mm-hmm. I no longer have the fluid forming. You know, so God has moved in mighty, mighty ways. Yes. Today. Oh, I love what's that. In store five years down the road. That's his. What's in store five months. That's that's his plan, his calling. But he has shown me some mighty miraculous touches and actually speakings to me where I'm like, it, it it's amazing when we're in that closeness with God. Right. Yeah. That right there is so encouraging. And even with what you shared, you know, I want to just encourage the listeners. It does not even touch the power that that you share Mm -hmm. in the book or that the book, because there's something about the book that as I was reading through it, I just felt this tug um, Mm -hmm. of I don't want to say necessarily accountability. Maybe that's what it was, but just really a reflection of where I'm at in my life. And am I truly living out? everything God has called me to do, the way he wants me to do it in this Mm. season of my life, even Mm. though right now in this moment, I'm not in a life interruption. Last year I was. Mm. (laughs) I mean, my whole life got interrupted last year. So, you know, just really, and we can move beyond those life interruptions and just go as if, okay, it's over, it's done. I made it through that. Right. What if God is still calling us deeper beyond that moment? Yeah. And and what was that message that he wanted us to really take from that interruption, right? right? Especially if we're task-oriented people to where it's like, okay, got this done, let's move That's on me. to the next one, next one, right? I easily fall into that category. And I found that it's not so much in the tasks that we complete that God moves. It's in the process of the completion of the tasks where he speaks through us. Yeah. But we're so busy completing the tasks we miss the message along the way. Mm. And that, that was, that was, that was my life. That was where I was at. Always go, 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 do, do, do. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it took this interruption for him to get my attention and kind of go, that's not what it's about. Mm, That's so good. So, so good. Now, as we wrap up, I want to ask you this question. When you look at the leaps that you made, you know, the, just the transition you made, even with the job, even though you were still there, um, moving to Nashville, would you look back and say, oh, if if I hadn't done that, then this, or do you feel like this is exactly what God wanted me to do? And I'm thankful that I was obedient. Oh, without a doubt. Um, 
without a doubt. I mean, I don't not I don't know physically where I would be if if we hadn't taken that leap because of just the situation because it was during the time of COVID and some states are a little bit more yeah. stringent than other states on on what they do and how they allow and stuff like that. So one, I don't know if I would have even gone in for a physical mm. for another two years. Right. And by then, I, you know, who, who, who knows what, right. Um, the ministry, the book that would never probably would have even happened. Never. So through, through the, process that took place of us moving to Nashville diagnosis um, was the oneness that I was able to develop with God and hopefully the blessings that many, many, many other people are able to get from it. And if we would have never made that move or taken that leap, I don't know, people, it, it would have never happened. Yeah. Oh, that's so powerful. Never Scott, yeah. you know, this has been such a good conversation and I am so thankful that we had the opportunity to come together and just, I feel so encouraged just by talking to you. There's just even something about your presence that's just encouraging and really just makes me want to reflect and make sure that I'm doing all God has called me to do. So yeah. just so that everyone knows how they can connect with you. Um, can you tell them the name of the book, where they can find it, how they can connect with you about your ministry, all those good things? Sure. Yeah. The name of the book is uh, Navigating a Life Interruption. And you can either get it as of February 28th, it'll be on Amazon. Uh, that's the launch date. Or if you want to pre-order, you can go to our website, um, which is thepivotproject.co, um, not .com, but .co. So thepivotproject.co. And you can pre-order it actually there, depending on what the date is, or you can still order it there. So either Amazon or our website. All right. Well, thank you again so, so very much for joining, yeah. for sharing, for just all the the amazing things that you're doing and yeah. just blessings on the ministry and everything that you're. Yeah. You're thanks. On. Thanks for having me. I love what you're doing. You're you're on you're on fire with your ministry and uh, you're touching a lot of people's lives. So keep doing the great, great job you are. Praise Good God. Stuff. Thank you. Good stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you were inspired by what you heard. And you're even more encouraged to trust God with your next leap. Before you go, I want to invite you to visit thefiveleaps.com to learn more about upcoming guests, helpful resources, and our text community support, all intended to help you prepare to take your next leap. Enjoy the rest of your day. And remember, God can do more with our willingness than he could ever do with our worthiness.